Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org heart. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing, or WIM for short, is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing, advertising trends, and get real about women in business. Our mission is to network, to foster leaders within this exciting industry, and to share information to make our work stronger. That's where this podcast comes in. We'll bring you fresh perspectives on timely topics facing the industry from expert voices in the space. Find us wherever you download podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim.com. Super excited to have you on the show today for a number of different reasons. But first and foremost, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I love the WIM community. I love the WIM podcast. So this is such a treat being here. Yay. It's long overdue. <laughs> I know, I'm really. Long time coming. Of you on, so I'm so glad that you are on. We're like from one part of Brooklyn to the other in like normal times. I feel like I would have like looked at you across a table <laughs> person, but like For nonetheless, sure. it's great to see your beautiful face and we show the podcast now on, on YouTube so people can, right. can see you. Yes. Which is hello, awesome. everyone. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> so I am so excited to like dive into a little bit about your work, your professional history, and like really exciting, cool stuff that you've done in influencer marketing, learned from influencer marketing. And you're currently at Squarespace, which is doing really interesting stuff. So before we dive into a lot of those topics I just teased, um, I'd love to just hear a little bit about like your professional journey. So I'd love to hear that from you. Yeah, for sure. So I have been in the influencer marketing industry for about six years now, and I kind of fell into it right after college, as I feel like so many people in this industry do, um, especially those of us who have been in, in it for, you know, five plus years. I feel like a lot of us just kind of fell into it. It wasn't really something we could study in school or really set out to be. Um, so I actually joined um, kind of this space through community management. So my first role was at Her Campus Media, which kind of operates like a um, full service marketing agency targeting Gen Z and millennial women. So her campus, you know, at the time offered all sorts of different marketing activations, you know, social, digital campaigns, experiential and events. And one of those other arms was influencer marketing. So when I joined, I actually joined as a community manager of their network of um, influencers that they worked with, which is called the Influence Her Collective. So my job originally started off as, you know, curating this community of young women who wanted to become content creators and, and giving them, you know, a community where they could chat with each other, learn from each other, um, benefit from different resources that we offered them, uh, so on and so forth. And that community, the Influence Her Collective, is the talent pool that her campus at the time tapped into for any influencer marketing campaign requests they got from clients. So, 
throughout my three and a half years there, I kind of moved from this community side over to the marketing side and got really involved with, you know, the end to end campaign process. I would help our clients, you know, pick the right influencers to work with, do that sort of outreach, being the the quote unquote middleman between the client and the influencer, making sure that both of them had a great experience. So that really gave me a very broad um, and a very good experience um, in influencer marketing just right off the bat, you know, being in that agency setting really helped just learning, you know, how different clients and different brands approach their influencer programs. So working with clients in all different verticals, um, with all different budgets, with different goals. Um, and of course, just working with a really great group of creators that were kind of um, college age, just up and coming emerging influencers. Um, so that's kind of where I got my start. And after three and a half years, you know, I had I had built that program from a one woman department to a for women department and uh, felt really good about the experience I had under my belt, but really wanted to take that in-house. So that is what led me to Away in the fall of 2019. Um, I loved the Away brand and still do and um, was really interested in the travel space. And so I really wanted to take that experience that I had and invest it in one company and one brand that I was really excited about. So um, I was happy to join the team then. And it was a little bit of a different setup. Um, you know, Away had pretty established influencer marketing in initiatives in place. So I was working with, you know, five or six other women in that space and um, doing that same sort of end to end influencer marketing pro process, but in-house this time. So that was kind of my first experience of working, you know, not necessarily in the media space where everybody's working on, you know, digital or social or something in the marketing realm, but uh, to a brand that had, you know, functions in all different areas. So I was able to um, meet people who were focused in product design or legal or, you know, these different um, these different functions of the brand that I just had never been introduced before. So. That was an awesome experience. Unfortunately, COVID hit the travel industry pretty hard. So when I was furloughed from my role at Away, I looked for um, you know my next move, which ended up being uh, an influencer marketing manager at Regs USA, and that was a really cool experience as well um, because Regs USA previously hadn't done any brand marketing, including influencer marketing, and I was the second person hired just after my boss to work on on brand marketing. So I had this really fun opportunity to develop an influencer marketing strategy from scratch, which um, was just such a unique challenge and really fun to do for a home brand, especially during COVID when, when you know, home brands are really successful and it's what people are really excited about. So um, was there for about a year and I built up a program that included kind of micro influencer campaigns around tentpole events. Um, some always on macro content, evergreen content, as well as um, kind of a, a smaller scale brand ambassador program. And then I got the opportunity that I'm at today with Squarespace, which has been just such a great experience for me. I joined the team in September uh, as a team lead of their brand ambassador program. So Squarespace works with influencers in a few different ways on a few different teams, but my team sits under brand marketing and under partnerships. And our brand ambassador program is kind of our bread and butter of our customer community. So Squarespace loves to feature our best and most engaged customers in our marketing materials. So um, there was this need to have kind of 
this community of customers that is, you know, right there, partnerships are already established with them and we're able to, um, you know, work with them on different marketing initiatives. So that's kind of how the brand ambassador program was born. Um, so I was brought on to kind of help that all the way through, you know, from customer identifications to trend analyses, contract negotiations, um, all the way through final wrap up. And um, that has been a huge, uh, a fun role to take on and just kind of get my hands into what they've already established and uh, really scale it and grow it to the best that it can be. So. Yes, long-winded answer, <laughs> but that's my that's my background spiel. Um, you know, really having gotten the experience of working with influencers across kind of all levels of following, um, different industries and verticals, U.S. versus international, um, in both agency and in-house. I mean, I am so intrigued by like your journey in particular because I love that you've had agency in-house like micro to macro like good for you for getting all of that experience you know it wasn't intentional um obviously i think my move from agency to in-house was um but i again feel really lucky to have gotten that kind of agency setting experience right off the bat and it's something that i'd recommend if someone's interested in the industry and just like doesn't really know where to start Um, Because that gives you a lot of different experiences in one role. And, you know, I didn't expect to kind of go from one to another brand so quickly. I really was hoping to invest my time, um, you know, at the time in a way um, and at Regs USA. But these opportunities just came up. And, of course, COVID kind of threw a wrench in things at times. So, um, you know, it worked out the way it worked out where I was able to kind of dip my toes in different areas and learn what I like and learn what I dislike. And now I'm at the point where I'm really, really happy where I've landed and uh, definitely want to spend some time investing in, you know, this brand and this space and and tech is really interesting to me as well. I'm glad it worked out that way. And I've obviously learned so much, you know, along the way. So I, I believe that things totally happen for a reason. Like some people think I'm super woo-woo by saying that, but like, I think it's super dope that you're at Squarespace. I think it's so cool that like you're in the text. I love like all things tech. So sort of like finding that interesting collaboration between like tech influencers and perhaps non-tech influencers who just use tech. Mm -hmm. Um, I can imagine you guys are doing really interesting stuff. So I would love to ask you, Megan, like, what are you guys focused on in this coming year, 2022, as it relates to influencer marketing? Yes, great question. Um, you know, for my team personally and, and for our brand ambassador program, I think 2022 is going to be a really exciting year. Um, you know, the roots of this program were kind of dug out and put in in uh, a couple of years ago. So I think this year we're really going to hit our groove. One of our main goals is scaling. So I think we're going to hit our groove in terms of um, getting the amount of brand ambassadors and the volume of content and the, uh, you know, amount of brand awareness that we really want in it from our program. Um, working with some amazing customers in different, you know, spaces. I know you had mentioned before that, um, you know, in the tech space, you can work with tech influencers, but there are also so many other influencers that qualify because they're using this tech day to day. So that's one of the really cool things about, you know, working with our customer base is that it includes anywhere, anyone from, you know, a photographer to a fashion designer to a small business owner, whether that's in the culinary wellness or design space, it's really 
anybody and everybody can use Squarespace. So it gives us just such free reign over who we're working with. So we're really excited to expand internationally. So we have a few key markets in mind um, overseas that we're going to be um, really developing a little bit further in. So excited for that as well. That's pretty cool. Um, and I'm sure I, I can only imagine that along the way you'll find like different nuances in terms of influencers and how they sort of like interact and work with brands in different markets and different parts of the world. Have you already sort of um, experienced that at all as you in your current work? Yeah, so I had a little bit of experience with that at Away and working with some partners in Australia and the UK and just noting differences from market to market. Like, um, for example, we had one really you know best-selling suitcase in the u.s and it totally differed for the case in the netherlands or you know like just little details like that were really interesting and kind of helped inform our strategy um other things to consider were you know even just little nitty-gritty details like time zones and time and date formats or um we always considered like those big bank holidays in the UK and Australia. Um, those are big moments there, which we wouldn't even consider maybe here in the US, but um, are great to kind of weave into our strategy and and really, you know, leverage if, it, if that's an opportunity or avoid if we need to. But um, it's been fun kind of learning all these different um, nuances between markets. And uh, I'm really thankful here at Squarespace, we have an awesome, um, we have, some good, like an awesome international team and go-to-market team. So we have some uh, international market leads uh, on the ground in some locations. So um, they're really helpful in contributing to kind of those those little, again, nuances. I can't think of a better word, but um, those differences that um, you would only really know if you were there and you grew up in that culture. So it's fun to learn those different things. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't know, a couple of things that I heard you say. I mean, one of them is, how valuable any brand could um, get feedback from influencers and working with them in different markets. I mean, and it's really like boots on the ground, like, you know, from a, or like from a consumer perspective. Um, and I don't know if there's any opportunities to like share that back with like the product team or just like, I, I can just imagine like holistically that type of information could be really interesting and beneficial, those insights taken. Um, but I love that you guys have actual like people from Squarespace in those different regions, because it's like any any um, business opportunity that you're working with, you know, a variety of different people, and to be able to really truly speak to those people, I can only imagine that it's really beneficial to have somebody from the company who like lives and breathes it and just like understands that and can hopefully guide your internal teams to be able to prep um, to Absolutely. be able to like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. What a cool, interesting um, thing that Squarespace has the ability to, to enact. So that's also cool. very helpful yeah. logistically with time zones. So we're not, you know, communicating with influencers who are, you know, 12 hours behind or ahead of us and having to email and wanting to get back to them in a timely manner. So it also helps with those little details too. Is it, so are these people that you work with on a regular basis? Cause I'm also just wondering like from your day to day, are you working regular hours or are you having to deal yeah. with people in different time zones and talk to us a little bit about the nuances of that just as a professional? 
Yeah, well, um, you know, personally, I think Squarespace has just an amazing company culture. So with that is comes a work life balance. And I'm working uh, East Coast hours with my other colleagues here in New York, which is awesome. So I'm never expected to stay late or sacrifice, you know, my time at home for work time. But um, we make it work because we do have those international partners that we um, touch base with often. I think the only difficulty is getting somebody, um, you know, on a European time zone and somebody on Australian time zone where there's quite literally not a time that works for all three of us. But um, we are always touching base, constantly in touch. You know, we have, you know, a number of different communication methods. We're on Slack, we're on email, we're always doing, you know, video calls. So it's great to be in touch with those people for sure. That's so cool. And I'd love to hear a little bit more, like brag on, feel free to brag on Squarespace. You know, <laughs> you're telling me they have a great like company culture. I think that a lot of companies are striving to figure out how to cultivate that for their teams, given that everyone's working from home and just like work looks so different nowadays. Yeah. So just like as a, as um, an employee, like what really stands out to you about it? Like what have they been able to do really well? Yeah. Um, and I can only speak to the experience of having joined, you know, during remote working time. So I, I joined in September. So I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what it's like being back in the office. And I have had a chance to visit our New York headquarters, which is great. But um, yeah, from the moment I even started, you know, interviewing for the position I have, I, I had a really great experience. Um, you know, I felt that anyone I talked to from Squarespace during the interview process was really thorough, really thoughtful. Um, you know, I always got follow-ups. I always, you know, they made it clear that they were open to any questions. They were always there for support throughout the process. And then when I joined that just, you know, increased doubly. Um, everybody that I've worked with and everybody that I've met is not only so smart and savvy and skilled in their their field of expertise but they're also just so incredibly kind and open um you know joining any new any new company is always a little bit nerve-wracking for you know to be a new employee but um you know my colleagues at squarespace definitely made that an easy transition and just everybody's been so open to answering any questions or offering their support here or there so that really makes a big difference. And yeah, we've got a great employee um, employee engagement team. Um, so they also offer some great benefits and um, and different perks of the job as well. So that was that helps sweeten the deal and it definitely just just uh, reinforces the feeling that you know our company cares about us as employees. So yeah, it's been it's been a great experience so far. That's that's really good to know. I, I heard a lot of interesting things in that. And again, like we, you know, we have people who lead companies or who are starting companies or who are just like a, you know, manager of people and like just sharing this information. I feel like it's incredibly valuable, especially as we all learn together, like what this new work life can look like. Um, yeah, it's so important to just like you know, have a work-life balance and just like keep it a really positive, healthy, great working environment. So any tips and tricks and anything that like you've just experienced, I think it's so helpful to share. So I really appreciate that. Um, I'd love to dive a little bit more into like specifically about the social content that you guys have created and are creating. Um, 
how do you guys just, especially like in the tech space, like I love the, I don't know, I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a while. Um, you know, I think it, I, I love the company away. I think it's so cool. So I would have had you on back then. I'd also just think you're awesome. And I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I love though, the idea of working at a company like Squarespace with influencers, because there's just so many different avenues that you can go down. I feel like you I can imagine that you don't feel so pigeonholed or like everything is so mundane at all, because I can imagine you're working on so many different types of creatives and campaigns with different types of influencers. And that intrigues me. So with the, the, I don't know, I, I'm going to make up a word, the broadness, the, the broad scope um, <laughs> of influencer work that you can do. How do you guys decide which social platforms to create content on? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think that's something that's obviously been relevant to, I mean, anyone in the industry and, you know, going kind of brand to brand or role to role, um, that always varies. So in general, I think there are different platforms for different purposes. And, um, you know, in some roles that I've had, brands have been really focused on creating content on a specific platform and others have been a little bit more broad about it. So, um, yeah, I personally think uh, it's best to try to onboard creators that cover a diversity of platforms. I am always really impressed when a creator is actually active on multiple, or you could also kind of fill those gaps with um, influencers that are really dedicated to one and somebody else that's really dedicated to, an, to another. Um, Instagram has been you know, a through line throughout all the experiences that I've had and has always been a solid options where creators can illustrate something and that they want to and emphasize it in the caption and just continue that storytelling across time. Um, so that's always been, again, a through line or, you know, the number one universal standard that um, we use in influencer marketing. Uh, YouTube is a space that I've kind of dabbled in and definitely want to explore further. I think that's great for long form storytelling. And there are communities on YouTube that are just so engaged and so dedicated, you know, I think of myself as a viewer and who I subscribe to or have followed in the past and just how um, excited I am when a new video comes out or, you know, really watching that video from start to end. So I think that's something that um, I would want to tap into as a marketer. And then, um, you know, obviously can't not talk about TikTok and, um, and Instagram reels, but I think that has been such a great opportunity for more like snappy, digestible content. I think that's just something that we as consumers really love to, uh, to watch and consume. Um, so we're definitely exploring that space as well. And, you know, I think it's any platform that kind of emerges is worth looking into a little bit. And now that TikTok has kind of proven that it's here to stay, um, there's definitely, it's just rife with opportunity. Um, and then, you know, in other roles and, um, you know, throughout my experience, I've also explored those kind of platforms that may fall through the cracks. So blogs, you know, that was a huge thing when I started my career. Um, and, we really focused on finding bloggers who could tell, tell a story through text and take some high quality photos and really had an audience on their own platform. Um, and then, you know, platforms like Twitter and Facebook or even LinkedIn, I, you know, I personally don't prioritize them for storytelling, but I think they can really amplify any, um, any message that um, an influencer is trying to get across for a brand. So uh I mean, the answer is everywhere and anything. It just depends on your goals. 
Entirely. And like, and I, I think that's valuable because, you know, perhaps there are people starting out or maybe there's people who are listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube and saying like, okay, so like I just started at a new company and um, they're looking to me for that sort of advice. Like, where do we go next? You know, we see the opportunity. We're willing to invest in it. Tell me using your expertise, what do we do? So like, Okay, so starting, you know, so with your goals, depending on your goals. So like, I don't know, question for you, like, you, you know, talk about like your the couple platforms that you maybe feel like the most uh, experienced in. And like, what goals would a company have that would make it a, a good decision to explore those specific platforms? That's a great point. I think um, just some things to kind of consider are factors to measure what you're, you know, what you're mm, prioritizing would be kind of like, First of all, what's your main goal? Are you trying to increase brand awareness? Or are you trying to get some brand lift? Or are you focusing on you know those bottom of the funnel metrics like sales and conversions and clicks and, and things like that? Um, you know, when you're talking about brand awareness, you might be looking at some metrics like impressions or reach or engagements. And there are some platforms that just generally get more of those. So, and of course this, you know, everything has the asterisk of it depends and it depends on the creator, but you know, for example, TikTok at the moment, um, if you find a solid creator on TikTok, they're going to really bring in those views and TikTok famously, you know, will have a really high engagement rate compared to something like Instagram. So if you're really looking to connect with people and, um, you know, get their attention on you, get those eyeballs on some content and having them engage with it, you know, TikTok might be a good, good place to go. If you're, if you're really looking to drive clicks and um, conversions, you want to look somewhere where it's really easy to drop a link and really easy to um, push that link to um, your audience. So maybe that's a blog with, you know, that has a good amount of uh, readers, or maybe that's a YouTube video with some affiliate links below, or oftentimes that's an Instagram story with the, the link button now. Um, so it, again, it depends on your goals, but I think those are the things to take into consideration. It's like one, what's the goal? Like awareness, affinity, you know, education, is it actual conversion? And then think about how you want to measure those things. So is it impressions, engagements, clicks, you know, do you do a brand lift study? Um, and that will kind of help guide you in that direction of which platform to choose to activate on. So I love that and I appreciate that. I also want to use this as an opportunity to pick your brain based on all this experience to say like, what tools are you using to create awesome work on? And like, this could be newsletters that you subscribe to to just like stay up to date on trends and or this could be like tactical like tools that you use to find influencers promote like keep yourself organized take it wherever you want but i want to yeah. know if you could share like really good tools that you guys are using or you personally are using no that's fun and i always love hearing what other people use so um shameless plug for the whim group um you know, that has been just such a solid resource for me and just being in this niche industry um, and having these very specific questions or very specific needs, you know, referring to a group of women who are also in this industry has been extremely helpful. So um, 
the community group, the uh, email newsletter, those have been just immensely helpful. I also subscribed to a couple other newsletters. I think one was from Insider. Um, uh, that kind of fo focuses on the influencer marketing industry a lot about YouTube and TikTok, um, which is fun. I got um, Influence Weekly um, and some other newsletters. And then in terms of actual tools for, you know, completing the work that I do, um, we, I have and continue to use a lot of different softwares out there just for project management. So I love Google, Google Suite. I love using Google Calendar and just organizing myself with reminders, um, using Google Drive for different kinds of um, materials. And then uh, I also like some project management tools like Asana or Airtable really help keep you organized. Um, Slack, big fan of Slack. Um, so those really help me kind of stay organized, stay on top of things, see where I am in different processes with different relationships. Um, and then um, have been exploring influencer marketing platforms pretty much since I entered you know, the space. So uh, when I was at her campus, we were looking for a way to manage that community of about 4,000 influencers at the time. So we did a lot of demoing with various different brands and actually ended up building our own kind of in-house um, platform, which was a really cool experience in and of itself. And then um, I've also, you know, been familiar with using some other platforms like Creator IQ, Maverick, and Grin, which can make that management so much easier, um, especially if you're working with a good amount of influencers and, um, you know, just being able to keep their deliverables straight, being able to keep dates straight. Um, if you have multiple people on your team, owning those relationships, being able to keep that kind of in order has been so helpful. Um, and I know a lot of people use those um, platforms for sourcing, which is awesome too. I, I like to say I like to source the old fashioned way and utilizing social platforms and just going on like a black hole on Instagram for a couple hours. Um, so that's kind of my preferred method, but um, some influencer marketing platforms can be super helpful with that as well. For sure. There's so many out there too. I know it's like a big question that we get asked in the community very often. Um, where it's like, what are you guys using? Like what, you know, like I have a tool that's like 75% of the way there and does most of what I need I is that are out there. It's a difficult question. Um, and there's so many choices too. So I feel like yeah. it can feel overwhelming to people. Like we're, we've been doing um, a couple times a year, this like best influencer tech events and trying to do like more demos of that. Um, my philosophy on that, like I just, there's not a one size fits all. That's why there are so many companies. And so like people will say to me, they're like, you know, what's your favorite one? And I'm like, it totally depends on what you need it for. Right? Absolutely. I don't know. There's there's a lot of options. It's worth looking into. Price, of course, is a giant component. You know, if you're at a huge company, um, obviously they have a much larger budget than if you're at a smaller startup. And definitely, of course, you need to keep that in mind because all of this is about creating ROI and you know measurement, measuring every bit of that adds up. But yeah, like you're tried and true Google Suite for sure. Are you a big calendar person? Like are you oh, color coding? Oh, I can absolutely. Tell <laughs> You're like, I've got my reminders. I was like, oh, she color codes. Sure. <laughs> I love it. And like, what do you like? Are you a time blocking person? Do you know what that is? 
Yeah, I, I'm actually not so much, but um, yeah, I'm more of a reminders person of like, this is what I've got to take off because it's so satisfying to just check something off. But when I need to, I'll block time off. No, that's a really good point. Oh my gosh. I feel you on that girl. Like just being able to like check something off a list or whatever. Like I, I talking about tools, I talk about Evernote a lot. Yes, I, I like was that. just thinking of that. Oh Sorry, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. You too. Amazing. <laughs> Like-minded women. Um, yeah. I, cause well, I also have like way later in life, I was 34 years old when someone was like, I think you have ADD. You should really look into that. And, I was like, what? <laughs> and so I was like, oh my God, that describes me to a T. So if I didn't have a note-taking system um, to be able to like keep track of all the things that are bouncing through my brain, I wouldn't be able to get anything done. And then to your point, just being able to check it off is so satisfying. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So I love that you mentioned that. I'd also love to hear, I just think it's really, it would be cool to discuss like what, what a successful campaign looks like to you. You know, I always say. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed full apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m. And I'm sure others have said this too. I'm sure I picked it up from somewhere, but I feel like influencer marketing is kind of this mix of art and science where there's a quality and quantity element to it. So you can have a really great piece of content that is super beautiful, um, but it could perform really dismally. Or you could have something that is posted by this mega influencer or celebrity that gets a million views, but it's not really telling your brand story or if it's not really in line with what you wanted. You know, I think the ideal is to get both checked off. So, you know, there's a number of thing that a number of things that I would take into consideration to consider something successful. I think number one is that content quality and that storytelling, you know, the reason we're working with creators is is to get our brand message out or, you know, in the cases that I've worked with influencers, it's usually tied back to marketing efforts. So um, that content quality is, you know, top of the list and the storytelling and being able to get a message across is really impactful. Um, I also look at, you know, that ROI, just being able to kind of prove the value of influencers. So looking at reach, impressions, engagements, making sure that we're reaching the right audience. So checking out um, our influencers' audience demographics usually from the start, but um, it feels really good to have an impact and be able to say, you know, this reached this many people or this many people engaged with that and they're in our target, you know, location or age group or what have you. Um, and then I think something that other teams might leave out, but I think is really important is just the the influencer's satisfaction with working with us. I think it's important to consider something successful if you pulled off this great relationship, especially when you're working in a long-term relationship with a lot of deliverables and um, being able to keep that kind of afloat and on good terms is is really fun and really satisfying and you can get some great connections and even friends out of it. So I think knowing that an ambassador that we worked with is really happy with their participation and with working with us is is really nice to hear. And then um, the final thing I would say is um, 
this is kind of a plus, but our ability to our ability to help other teams across an organization. So in-house, this is one of my favorite things is to kind of extend the life cycle of any relationship with an influencer beyond just, you know, a piece of content on their social channel. It's, you know, using that influencer and having them speak at an event if they're interested or taking a piece of content that an influencer created and getting the rights to post it um, on our own channels or as a paid ad or in an email campaign and just being able to take something static um, and be able to kind of, like I said, extend that life cycle. So being able to help other teams across, you know, whatever brand or organization um, I'm working with is is also really satisfying and feels like we achieved something beyond what we even set out to do. I mean, I love that. Like I, so many things that you said, um, I appreciate you bringing up. Um, I People don't talk, like it feels as if when things are falling short, when opportunities are missed, it's because they're not able to like extend the life of the content they work so hard to create. They're right. not maximizing the relationships with the influencers that they took so long to find. And then they're, they have the ability at their fingertips in, in some instances to like, to glean these really important insights on, um, other parts of the uh, other parts of the machine <laughs> you right. know and i hear a lot that like oh like yeah of course we found that out but like we're not really we don't really have a relationship with that team over there or that team on that side or like i don't know we just don't really have a system in place to be able to facilitate those really important conversations so I just hope that people like prioritize that more because all I think of is a, like a dozen missed opportunities. And I, I think that influencers who do listen to this conversation will appreciate when you said, you know, I'd love to hear how the influencer felt at the end. Like, <laughs> did they feel that it was successful? Because if they did, that that there's definitely success in that. Um, so I appreciate that you're looking at that perspective as well. I'd love to end this conversation today. And I'm so appreciative that you came on. You've shared so many cool things with our community. So who would you say would thrive at working at an agency? And who would you say is best to work in-house at a brand? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, of course, it all comes down to personal preference and and maybe even working style. But I'm happy to have the have had the opportunity to do both. Um, you know, in my agency experience, I I got a ton of great experience. You know, working across different brands with different budgets and and goals and even verticals. You know, working with some people or some brands in the the tech or the finance space and others in the beauty and fashion space. So it's a great way to kind of test everything out. And it's something I would tend to recommend um, earlier in your career if you can do it. Of course, that I'm biased. That's what I ended up doing. So I can't speak to a different experience. But um, I think an agency role is great if you like working with multiple brands, keeping things interesting. Um, if you're a people person and really like working with clients and meeting new people and networking. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's also just a great way to get a lot of experience and figure out what you like. Um, personally, you know, I I loved taking my experience in-house um, because I was able to find a brand that I was really interested in investing in and, you know, invest that experience in one space or one brand. And I loved 
what I mentioned earlier about being able to learn from teams across other departments, even if it had nothing to do with influencer marketing. It's so fun, you know, at Squarespace, being able to peek into our product marketing team or um, our social strategy or, you know, just all these different areas that I previously just have no knowledge of. Um, it's really fun to kind of communicate with those teams and, and see what they're up to. So um, also with the brand, you know, being in-house at a brand, you kind of get a more of a controller, more of an opportunity to shape strategy, which, you know, I personally love. I kind of consider myself more of a strategist than just, a, you know, a, a marketing manager. So um, that's really fun and just being able to have a little bit of hand in, in controlling uh, what kind of influencer programs you're working on. Great insights. Um, I appreciate that. Like, I, I love that you've had that perspective. Agency people would die to work in-house. I hear that all of the time. The grass is always greener. So I, I appreciate that you've had all this perspective and can just provide like a straight answer on things that you've um that you've uh experienced and things that you've observed i'm so grateful to have you on the show today and to like be able to have this conversation with you it's like you've been a member of the community for so long um you've done you've been at like really great companies so like they're lucky to have you we're lucky to have you <laughs> and for people are in our community who want to reach out and connect and say hello um what's the best way for them to reach out yeah i mean you can always find me on linkedin at megan shuffleton um and on instagram and twitter at m shuffleton and always happy to chat with anybody about um whether you're getting started in the industry or thinking about making a move or just want to chat so definitely reach out what's your what's your platform of preference um honestly any of them i'm on all of them every day really? <laughs> I personally, like as a consumer like just for as fun. a consumer um yeah, yeah, probably yeah. tiktok at the moment i could spend hours on tiktok it's just fun yeah. and it really just takes you out of your head for a little while oh my god same girl same um <laughs> so send her funny tiktok videos oh yes i will always accept those <laughs> amazing you are so wonderful to come on the show today I'm super grateful for you um and to everyone tuning in we will see you next week bye everyone Thanks so much Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we got to have you back. Check out our website for more ways to get involved, including all the information you need about joining our collective. You can check out all the information at IamWim.com. That's IamWim, double I, dot com. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review, a rating. But the most important thing that we can ask you to do is to share this podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. 
At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org slash heart.